It's not like I'm just saying, hey, put your balls in my mouth. It's like, put your balls in my mouth. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creator of the Town podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. We're fucking up here, Jack. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. <laughs> I'm saying it in English. Either way, it's accurate. And yeah. sitting next to Jake is someone else who disobeyed a direct order. It's Mark. Hola, amigos. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week... We watched a Jake pick. We watched a movie from 2011. We watched The Squad. Um, I don't actually know the Spanish name of it, so if one of you would like to provide that here. El Paramo. Thank you, Mark. Uh, and we will dive all the way into that real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And, hey, we do have a Patreon going right now, but we are not where your money should be going. So presently, as we have been doing for the better part of the last year, we are donating all of our Patreon proceeds to Feeding America. Um, and if you want to go over there and get your money to a good place, cool. We, we appreciate that. But if you don't want to do that, at least do try to help where you can. Blacklivesmatters.carrd.co remains a good place uh, to find links of ways you can help to fight the systemic racial injustice that plagues this country. But if you need a little escapism, uh, hopefully you can have some fun with us in the horror world over the course of the next little bit. So on that score, it's time to do the getting drunk part. And so on that score, again, I'm not going to fix it this time. I'm just doing the double that score. Let's do beers for fears. That joke only worked if the listeners knew how many times I added out me saying on that score every single yeah, week. Yeah, dude, it's a problem for you. <laughs> it's a tick. It's a nervous tick he's developing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do beers for fears. Mark! Yes, sir. <laughs> what are your beers for these fears being uh, the, the squad? El Paramo. Or El Squad. <laughs> um, I am drinking, pretty straightforward this week, Vernal Brewing Company 50 Caliber India Pale Ale. Uh, yeah. has a, it's, it's, it's a dude holding a gun. It's camo. There's a bunch of topography on the can, too. Um, I think specifically this topography is... Actually, I have no idea Utah. where it's from. I thought this was from Vernal, but it doesn't look familiar. So certainly doesn't matter. In any case, they're up in the mountains and they're military. <laughs> so those two things Maps are on this guns. can. There you go. There you go, Maps Jake. What about you? What are your beers for these fears? Yeah, I. So the whole thing where I've really I've tried to like pick beer styles because that's what I that want has to do. Not hasn't been for working. You. No, I'm just going back. Apparently, the Patreon Patreon members just want funny beer names, and we're just gonna get. Whatever I'm drinking, I'm drinking I witch's tip. You didn't say spoilers. I put the tape in. Basically, I'm drinking witch's tip by Boise Brewing. The movie has a witch in it. There you go, witch. <laughs> There's your connection, you assholes. So upset. Oh, Fuck. Shit. Well, I went a decidedly more Mark direction here. I'm drinking a beer by Mother Earth Brewing uh, here in uh, the Treasure Valley. I'm drinking a Buku IPA. Mm-hmm. This is a very militaristic can. It's all it's an all camo <laughs> can. The whole point of it is dropping, uh, you know, military planes, dropping cargo supplies to soldiers. It's a very militaristic movie, militaristic can. These soldiers need a supply drop. It works. Uh, I'll also say we are recording this on uh, Saturday, November 7th. 7th. The other thing I'm drinking tonight is Joe IPA. Because, uh, look, it's it's a little bit of relief tonight for those of us who, 
you know, oppose racism and hatred and bigotry and <laughs> all bad. Things, I don't think really. we have to bury the lead, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking Joe IPA because, of course. Because, yeah, yeah, because there isn't a probable rapist in the White House anymore, so... Um, <laughs> Well, Jack, <laughs> it's only November 7th. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there still uh, is for three months. Keep that in mind. Yeah, but I'm, I'm being hopeful. I'm being hopeful tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to work tomorrow, but for tonight I'm being hopeful, so I'm drinking a bunch of Joe <laughs> yeah, for, IPAs. I love that we're, we're going to get back to work. It's like, but right yeah, everything, now, everything, up. To be clear, everything still sucks. Yep, I mean, but, and uh, also yeah, to be know. clear, we'll get to work on Monday. Tomorrow we're going to be hungover. <laughs> yeah, we're getting fucked up today. Well, okay, to well, that whatever. end, I'm about on. to pour myself a nice little, uh, nice little shooter of John Jameson. I wonder if either of you boys want to join me. Of course, See, that'd be I fun do. thing for you Jesus. to ask before we sit. Yeah, down why do you always assume desk? we just have like alcohol bottles within arms? Or I'll be right back. Come on, All right, boys, we're back. Um, appreciate you guys going to get that and uh, not letting me drink alone here. Cheers. I mean, it's. I think it's part of our official mission statement. <laughs> I love you both very much. Cheers. <coughs> Good stuff. Good Get stuff. naked after dark drinking Maker's Mark. That whiskey has a different <laughs> taste than it has for the past few years. Interesting. Interesting statement. All right. But... <laughs> Ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our collective horror worlds. But as we record this, it's only a week after the first of the month. Uh, so we got to talk about the horror yeah, release know. roundup. Eh, time is meaningless. It'll come out before Thanksgiving, probably. 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 Hey, uh, I only had to like edit in myself badly trying to do a Mark impression for, for dates like three different times in the episode they released last week. <laughs> oh, I wondered what you were going to oh, do. Oh, yeah, he called me out like three different times. And so I was just like, he's like, Mark's like, listener, so you know, we're recording this in October. And I cut out like, 30th. Because <laughs> uh, Jake never listens. Yeah, listener, but, see, you know but see, now, Jack, you've totally given up the bit because we're being it recorded was, right now. It was a pretty seamless edit. You know what? Nobody would have known. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Without me saying it right now. But on Either that way, score. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing the horror release roundup over at our website, A to Z Horror.com. A to Z Horror with a hyphen. We are going to kick you the complete list of horror movies coming out over the course of the next month. We were able to find, kick you a link to the trailer for each of them and some thoughts on all of them. But here on the podcast, we're just going to talk about a top one, a bottom one, and a dark horse pick. Why don't we start smack dab in the middle? Jake, hit us with your dark horse pick for November. I knew you were going to do it. For November. I knew you were going to do it. I had a bit of a hard time picking my dark horse because there were a couple that I think we're going to cover very well that are at the top. Uh, but for dark horse, I ended up going with They Reach. Okay. Uh, okay. This is the one like with kids, kids on bikes theme. There's some weird science experiment thing, and it gets pretty crazy from there. Uh, I was a little surprised to see this go in a gory direction, not only because it's the trailer, but it didn't seem like it would be that type of movie for the per- first part of the trailer. This is a really long trailer, though. Um, I think this movie looks good. I just don't know if it's going to be cohesive. And whatever. I mean, it's a it's a style that I typically go for. I'm just I'm not yeah. really certain with the when final you say product, kids so we'll on see. bikes. You mean like an 80s nostalgia kind of yeah. Yeah. nostalgia yeah, play. Yeah. You know I mean, what the I mean? First, also, the okay. first minute of the three minute long trailer is them planning yeah. their like science fair exhibit. Yeah, that's just nostalgia. There's also this movie trailer has a cover. Well, like a, you know, more classical rendition cover of a song that I know and I can't think of I, it won't come into my mind 
and it's bothering me. <laughs> Is it the Mr. Bucket theme song? <laughs> oh, Jesus Put your balls Christ. in my mouth, Mr. Bucket. <laughs> Jake, I'll tell you what bothers me about this trailer. I agree with you. It looks pretty spooky, but for some very, very pedantic reasons, I cannot co-sign this as any kind of a pick to which I'm looking forward this month. Okay, it is fine. with I mean, that dark horse. It's, it's not, yeah, they just. What so is, this is a, a monster, something vaguely supernatural, and there's a wise yeah. old character that describes it as being it's weak to daylight. Is the message they're trying to get across? But the two lines they use are the weakness is quote unquote organic light and light from Mother Earth. Now, mm-hmm. a thinking mm-hmm. listener mm-hmm. will recognize sunlight mm-hmm. to be neither organic nor from Mother Earth. So, I can't... I, I If that's in the trailer, I assume I'm not going to be able to watch this movie. You're going to have some science nitpicks? Uh, that's not even a science. That's just a fact nitpick, Jake. <laughs> fact isn't science. I don't know. I, I feel like that would be largely categorized as, as science-based Facts and science are not coextensive. Yes. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> You're so far in the fucking weeds right now. What's your dark horse? Okay, yeah. I went I went a little bit of a different direction here. I picked a movie called Freaky. This is from the writer and director. <laughs> is your dark horse? Yeah, yeah dude. Okay. Yeah, dark horse. Uh, writer director of Happy Death Day. Uh, a delightful movie that I still think is underrated. That movie fucking rules. Um, and this is a movie about Vince Vaughn body swapping with a teenaged girl who's yeah, like, looks... going through some shit. It looks wacky. It looks fun. This director yeah. knows how to do a wild sci-fi fun romp with still tense moments in it. I am all the way on board. And? It could suck. Uh, it could Vince Vaughn in the last the last few times Jack. Vince Vaughn has appeared he has been a hundred and seventy percent too much Vince Vaughn. Um, <laughs> I'm very concerned that this is just like an excuse to get Vince Vaughn in a movie and let him go over the top way too much. Uh, Vince Vaughn is at his best when he's understated and underused, and this movie appears to do neither of those things with Vince Vaughn. So I'm worried about that. Oh, so your favorite Vince Vaughn roles like Rudy then? When he plays the dickhead quarterback. Yeah, kind of, but also like dodgeball. He doesn't really even have a character in dodgeball. He's just there. Oh, my God. He's like the Jason this Bateman role in Arrested pick. Development. He's the straight man. Okay. He's a good straight man. You haven't even new- mentioned Catherine Newton as the leading lady. I'm oh. I'm excited for this one. I yeah. think it's going to be I great. Awesome. I think it has the, the floor of this movie is roughly on the same level as like Happy Death Day. Yeah. And Happy Death Day is great. Exactly. Exactly my yeah. point. I don't understand. I feel like I feel like you're just using the dark horse category to just like sneak this one in as a second top one for the month. Yeah, it's distinctly possible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought it up cuz I also, I mean, this was not my top one, but I did want to talk about it. So, cool. I did go. have a hard time picking I mentioned that at the top. I had a hard time picking a dark horse this month. Also, the bad movies this month look very bad to me. So uh Mark, what about you? What you got for a dark horse pick? Okay, so my heart says Sleepless Beauty. Um because it looks super interesting and I'm pretty sure it's based off of that Russian sleep experiment creepypasta thing from forever ago, from like ten years ago. Hey, at least it at least knows that it's occupying a similar space. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really seen much else like this. Lady gets kidnapped and is forced to not sleep for extended periods of time, and then she breaks out of this like would-be kidnapper's asylum thing and suffers psychological trauma and hallucinations and stuff while trying to evade her captors. Uh, I mean, that sounds fucking cool, and I'm excited to watch it. 
Now, I did not actually go with Sleepless Beauty. I, I did oh, not actually okay. go with Sleepless Beauty, though. I, I mean, <laughs> it's a toss-up. I'm just going to do what Jack did and, and pick two movies. Um, I didn't. I, well, pick, I, I mean, had one Dark Horse pick. Right, but you're just switching between t- whatever. You know what I mean. Listener, you're on my side. I don't know. No, you're you talking about two different movies in the same category, which is not what I did. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm aware of that. I'm just um, <laughs> trying to You're transition. You're just hoping to gloss by it. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. I'm just, exactly. You just asked me to take a shot of whiskey, and now, now, I, what, now I'm not allowed to make any mistakes? <laughs> Correct, Mark. You must be the perfect. The actual dark horse of the month for me is Asylum, colon, Twisted Horror and Fantasy Tales. Now, this it, yeah. does, this does come with an asterisk mm-hmm. because it might have gotten Whoa. kicked out to March. I I did I like I tried to find oh, to as March. anything I could find that stipulated when this was coming out. IMDb has it March 21. Everything else I looked at has November 20th yeah. of this year, so I Whatever. don't know. It'll come out sometime These are in the never next never solid. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> This as, is... as soon as you watch X-Men New Mutants, this movie will have released. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, <laughs> this is an anthology movie, I guess, told through the eyes of a stand-up comedian somehow, even though I don't think that's featured mm-hmm. in the trailer. I just got that from the synopsis thing that we uh, pasted on there. And as I was going through this, I'm like, wow, this looks terrible. But I do want to talk about this giant Donald Trump mech warrior thing that appears to be just like shooting flamethrowers at a campsite. And then it cuts to a zombie claymation townsfolk skeleton fighting yeah. like vacuum cleaner man. Yeah, so to be clear, this is an anthology movie. And then it cuts to a predator alien firing like a rapid fire yeah. nail gun like he's Spike from X-Men. And then it cuts to a what? What a cut! What a pull! And then Spike it from and then it cuts to a black hole inside the Earth as viewed from an astro. I mean, this anthology is going to be fucking insane, and it's going to be absolutely bonkers. I'd also like to take a brief second to pause on Jake saying, "Yeah, like when you reference no, it's Spike more about X-Men, I know like how what bonkers the hell you were it is, talking and about. I'm just acknowledging the fact that he's mentioning all the bonkers okay, things. It's gotcha. less about the specificity of the reference." <laughs> Uh, the other notable thing about this is all the segments have the same director, which I think might be a first for anthology yeah, movies. I, it can't be a first. But it's definitely not a first, but it's I don't I can't think of one. Uh, and that's a cool idea. Like I like the idea of one director getting to craft the entire narrative and use the anthology format to their well, that happens. I think whatever ends happens. they have. Yeah, I I like that too. I actually didn't even realize that. I would I would posit that. Uh, Scare Me, that movie that I weighed in like two weeks ago oh. that's on Shutter right now, is also probably a pseudo-anthology that is definitely directed by one person, but that does that kind of defeats the... It's not really a real anthology. It's kind of like just trying... Whatever. You should go watch it. It's a great movie. Either way, this movie looks buck wild. <laughs> yeah, that's my point here. That's Asylum, colon, Twisted Horror, and Fantasy Tales. And it's coming out sometime in the next six months, hopefully. And it's also one of the better examples of trailer editing we've seen in some time. It's a great Accurate. trailer. That's true, yeah. Yeah, great trailer. All right, let's go down to bottom one. Jake, what's uh, what's pissing you off? What looks like shit? Uh, nothing really pissed me off so much as, like, there were a, <laughs> few, there were a few that I was I'm like, so I'm, not angry. Gonna, I'm not going to pick on this one, you know, stuff like that. But the, the one that I ended up going with was the one that was just, I was the most put off by i guess i picked the sweet taste of souls or i guess just sweet taste of souls no the it's a it's a movie it's a trailer that i cannot put my finger on why i didn't enjoy it It, now it doesn't look good let me start there but it also doesn't look completely atrocious and it has like a kind of interesting element what you see in the trailer is that like this woman is apparently like throwing people inside these picture frames in some way shape or form um kind of cool but 
the whole time I just was not vibing with it. And my lack of being able to reconcile with what that reason was really got me agitated. So I went with it. I just stuck it's with the gut, you know? I almost picked this as my dark horse pick. Okay. It looks really I, – I, I love all roadside diner-related content. I okay. love a roadside diner. Also, this trailer just hit me by fucking surprise. I was not. It, one, the, the first time shit goes crazy in the trailer – I was like, oh, they showed you way too much about where this movie's going to go. But mm-hmm. then they show you like 175% more than that. And you're like, oh, no, this is just, I just have no idea what the fuck's going on in this shit. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely insane. And it kind of sold me on, like, you don't fucking know. I, I get why you're skeptical of it. I am as well. But it, do, it looks crazy and kind of fun to me. I mean, to be clear, it's a micro budget thing that is. Posing as a slasher that then pulls some risky behavior and it m- might pay off, but yeah, looks it looks it looks pretty bad. I'm I'm a little bit in Jack's boat on this one that I probably had it closer to my dark horse than my bottom one, but I fully recognize why it is where you had it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at you for the pick, Jake. I yeah. mean, I thanks. <laughs> I guess we validate you. Hey, Jack, what's your bottom one? Uh, I uh, I went with one. Called Camp Twilight. Um, I don't remember which one this was. Oh, this is a slasher, dude. It's ultra low budget, and I feel bad because it's people like wanting to, you know, have fun. It's also like supposed to be kind of goofy and comedic and and fun and funny. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's it's what it's trying to do is that thing that a lot of horror movies do when they're goofy in this way of like you don't need to worry about the plot. We're just here to watch some slashings. But this movie does it in like a. These otherwise unconnected students all need extra credit, so they're gonna go camp out eleven feet from a highway near a municipal water supply. It looks like, <laughs> and then a slashing is there. All a mass by ninjas, murder is gonna by ninjas. happen, like on a very trafficked highway. It's just you. You gotta earn that. You don't need to worry about the plot with like. 10% of decent writing, and it just doesn't quite look like it lives up to that threshold. Uh, I don't know. In a year from now, I will be completely unable to remember which movie this was between Camp Twilight and Return to Splatter Farm. Because what? They, I, I'm pretty sure are the exact same. No. Thing. Return to Splatter Farm was almost my dark horse. Okay. Because that, that shit, it just has, I mean, it knows what it's doing. And what it's doing is like the I am a complete like sack of shit micro budget gore fest but i have no budget to make it look good and i'm just gonna go with it that one at least looks more fun that one at least appears to earn its irreverence that one that one at least had its own theme song which i will give it credit for a ska theme song oh fuck just full ska i'm on board mark okay got me listening to some percolators i am back (laughs) i'm back in the ska world and my wife is gonna divorce me we need a mr bucket (laughs) ska remix Holy shit, you've derailed this entire episode. That's all I can think about. Yep. <laughs> when Jack is done cross cutting the uh the London montages from Friends and Conjuring That's 2, his next his too. next That's project much done. his next project will be a ska remix of Mr. Bucket. You can't just re I need to like actually play the instruments. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take ten years listening. Cover, so. fine. A cover. <laughs> hey Mark, I played fourth trumpet. In a jazz band that had three trumpet players in it, I'll have you know. You you are a hell of a sousaphone player. 
<laughs> Thank you. I pre- uh, You know, my sousaphone playing does go unnoticed by most, mm-hmm. so I appreciate that about you. Uh, not by me. Not by me. <laughs> Mark, what is your bottom one pick? I went with Playhouse. I think at this point you guys should probably like be able to very easily pick out the thing that I'm going to pick out as my bottom one, and it's almost always going to be the sure. weird period horror sure. that looks oh, like tense and boring. Um this is arguably Tens a tier in quality above a few of the others that are coming out this month, but you know, at least with like at least with the other ones that we've talked about, you can tell they're having fun. I'm probably going to get like a chuckle or two out of them. This one just seems lifeless. I don't know. I there was almost nothing in this trailer that that, that resonated with me and I it I looks it's wildly forgettable. It looks lifeless. It looks overwrought and as, as far as I'm concerned, its biggest scene is the whole trailer just kind of makes it look like a Scottish version of Secret Window, and I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I start plotting once again to make Jack watch Secret, Secret Window for the 14th, 15th time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's pull the nose up here. Let's talk top ones. What's got us excited? What's got us too messing? Jake, what's your top one pick? The Dark and the Wicked, Jack. Yeah, well, I'm going to join you there. Yeah, this movie looks really good. It's on Shutter, for the record. They're continuing to have things on, They're that, on a heater. that heater. You know, the heater ain't going nowhere, Jack. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so we don't know if it's. It looks. Or not. It looks solid. I, I feel like the floor for this one is relatively high. And frankly, it the, the pick wasn't even close for me. Okay, really? it was close for me. I was kind of trying to spread the wealth around because I have a very similar take to the one that Mark is about to give. But Jack, you go into it if you're if you were that smitten. Yeah, so, I mean, one, this movie appears to do a tremendous job of, like, isolating the primary characters and really making you feel like you're isolated along with them. It's also playing on a lot of, like, Western movie themes in that isolation kind of world and howling wind, etc. Also, just Marin Ireland is fucking a great actor, and she is never appreciated enough for how great she is and she is like anchoring this whole thing Mm -hmm. just everything about this looks very appealing to me (laughs) it's up there i mean yeah it looks high quality and in line with all of the other quality content that shutter has been bringing us for the last few months jack i Okay. <laughs> because it's been long enough now and you guys continue to make this joke i need to reiterate my position which is shutter makes a lot of great shit and also produces a lot of horse shit too so it's yeah. great i i love so it's it. great it's okay, okay, okay it's great it's great it's great it's great and despite you guys talking about shutter being on a heater every 15 seconds we remain unaffiliated with shutter it's fine <laughs> um yeah no i i completely agree with you, jake the movie looks great i I might watch it tonight, honestly. God, is it out already? Fuck. We're already on Yeah, November it came 7th. out yesterday. Jesus. Okay. So hopefully <laughs> this doesn't take too long to come out. <laughs> That's Jack, true. you'll have to, if this takes a while, you'll have to edit over me saying yesterday and then throw in a two weeks ago edit. <laughs> It's not an edit, Mark. It's just how you talk sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I just change the way my voice sounds completely <laughs> within a sentence. Mark, yeah. talk about Run. Run is a movie starring Sarah Paulson <laughs> that is coming to Hulu towards the end of the month. Um, it's basically sort of being trapped in a house and re- slowly coming to terms with the fact that your mother might not be who she seems she is. It's a tense psychological thriller, and I just fucking love Sarah Paulson. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it Sarah so much. Sarah Paulson isn't... 
every single thing these days. I mean, well, yeah, obviously she has the American Horror Story stuff. For whatever reason, it her role in Bird Box really stuck with me, even though she's in that huh. movie she's for like, like five I mean, minutes. She's in it for uh, not even five. And, I was, I was, and the say movie two. sucks. She's the best part of the movie. <laughs> The movie doesn't I suck. love how hard you spoiled on on Bird Box. When that movie came out, you fucking loved it. I think you put it in your top three that year. I did. Yes. Jesus Christ, Jack! I can't. Fucking and you do insisted. This. You insisted. This it is wasn't the end of the podcast. <laughs> you jerk. Anyways, Run is coming to Hulu toward the end of the month. It's on the twentieth. Um, I just think it looks extremely well put together. And fuck it. I mean, I'm I'm in for it. The I low like barrier fu- to entry it. and. No, Mark, have you and your lovely wife watched Nurse Ratched yet? No. Uh, that's Sarah Paulson's yeah. uh, uh, Netflix show. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm familiar couldn't... with it. It's just so, I mean, I got so many things to watch. I got to rewatch Barry, Jack. Think about it. Yeah, uh, my, my wife and I couldn't get through the first episode, so oh, I'll be okay. curious well, then to see I'll if it, bump if it, it down even further. sings to you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's a fair pick. Sarah Paulson's delightful. Also, having your internet disconnect like halfway through a project is a lot of the suspense in that trailer and also is just like my daily life now. So that that horror is real and resonates. <laughs> I should say that um, this one didn't really... I, I've seen this trailer before. It's been on my radar now for a couple months, but um, I didn't really connect that it was brought to you by the writer, director, and producers of Searching, which is a movie I've talked about at length that y'all still haven't watched because it's very horror adjacent and not so much in the horror yeah. side of things. But that movie was, I, I loved that movie. Uh, so if they're able to kind of replicate any of the same tension that that movie had, then I'm I'm in. Let's do it. Fair enough. Um, so that's that's everything. What else, is there anything else we want to mention here? It's not like a, there's not a tremendous number of movies. Jake is rubbing his beard against his microphone to signify, no, okay, let's go to the feature presentation. We touched on all of them. <laughs> I'm rubbing my beard, I'm shaking my head now. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2011's The Squad. Now, Jake, you picked this movie. Explain why. Uh, I'd seen it once. I Fuck, I don't even know when it was. Several years ago now. It was definitely during the time that we've been doing this project. I think I just watched it on the side. I, it's one of those that popped up as I was looking for things that might be up my alley, the type of movie that I like. Slower burn, uh, more psychological, that sort of thing. And it just popped up. I think it was on a list. I watched it. I remember quite liking it. And then it stuck with me. So I wanted to give it another look now that we're hundreds more films in and <laughs> see how it uh, went over this time, I guess. It's depressing how literal that figure was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that depressing uh, or is that a celebration of the fact that we've been doing this for so long? I think it's great. <laughs> Both can be true. I think you said No, it they really can't. A celebration typically is not depressing. Sometimes Whatever. I'm not depressed t- about how Sometimes how you can be depressed at how long you've been doing something while also celebrating it, right? Jesus nah. Christ. That the tone of this is just <laughs> Either way, Jake, you recommended this to me a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't remember in what context, but I watched it and uh, very much enjoyed it the first time uh, I watched it, too. I knew nothing, literally nothing. Yeah, that's the best way it. to go in, pretty much. So if yeah. you're here, this is your final warning. <laughs> yeah, our beer selections really didn't do that good a job spoiling it. Uh, Mark, what? how about you? What is yeah. what is your history wit dis? 
fuck, <laughs> dude. Thank you for for telling it to me like the way the youths of today would. Yeah, I, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I uh, am basically in the same uh, boat as you, Jack. I remember Jake talking about it on the podcast. Never watched it. I had it on my list. I have a long fucking list of all the movies that you guys recommend throughout the years. Um, and it was definitely on there. I think actually one of the reasons that it got picked this time around was because I brought it back up. I'm pretty sure it was me that brought it back up on a recent episode. And then that triggered something in Jake, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick that in the future. Yeah, so, I wonder. I, I can't remember. shelved it. I can't remember what that, what, yeah, I don't know. I don't either. It wasn't, I mean, it was maybe like, it was before this draft, obviously, so it would have been maybe 12 weeks ago. But in any case, I, whatever, I'm taking partial credit for this one, even though I don't know if I earned it or not. <laughs> that's, I like it. That's I how, like I, that's how I run my that's, life. That's pretty good. I, I like it. Claim credit where you can. Yeah. Um, I want all and the accolades so Jake, and none of the blame. This is like your, what, second, third Se- full viewing second, of the thing? Second. Second. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd seen it once. It wasn't one that I felt the need to go back and, and revisit, really, until mark mentioned it and i was like oh yeah like i think we should give that another rip absolutely absolutely well jake you picked this yeah. and you know what that means you are gonna have to hit us with a 30 second plot synopsis 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock it's gonna start when you start a squad of Colombian soldiers are out fighting against gorillas and they are on a mission to take a basically like a bunker at the top of a mountain and hold their position. They get up there. There's no one there. Things are a little bit eerie, quite honestly. They find a big wall. They break it open. Behind it, there's a woman who they start to think might be a witch. Everyone starts distrusting each other, going crazy. Weird things start happening, and basically they just keep getting picked off until there's one left who may or may not actually survive at the end because of said witch question. Time. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't have any questions. Uh, yeah, I like the, I, I like the pattern with quite honestly. <laughs> Did I say that in there? Yeah. <laughs> what was I quite honest about? I think who might be a witch, quite honestly, I think <laughs> is what you said. That's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, it was Well, we just, strange. I don't know, we, I've been drinking all day, Jack. <laughs> Little spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking for the last eight days straight. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you want. Yeah. Uh, either way, yeah, you kind of, you kind of nailed it, um... It's, it's, I mean, the whole the whole plot of the movie is that false wall, right? That's like that's the plot of the movie. There's not much plot. Uh, every single character has a backstory in which I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And also, they change names a couple times. Oh well, <laughs> wait. Okay. Do they really? No, no, no. no. They this don't. Is, but this, two they of don't them have nicknames that get very confusing. No, they have nicknames that belong in the final, not the final, the penultimate segment of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but before we get there, we gotta talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into. Except witches, I that's guess not, is the one I'm gonna. There's take no way. That's I'm not even list. really sure. I'd throw. I mean, I guess you could psychological, throw, foreign, warrior, yeah. warrior, supernatural. Yeah, those are all better ones. Yeah, those are all better. Yeah, <laughs> witches. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's you got a different. You got a different theme out of this movie than I did, Jack. <laughs> Slow burn. So yeah, the witch kills all of them. Just all the you know Doors. cauldrons and crows, crows, and buzzards. Yeah. yeah, the eye of the eye of Newton, tongue of toad, double yeah. double toil and trouble. Yep, definitely yeah, that one. Exactly. Cauldron bubble. Fires burn. It's about yes. Okay, you mixed them up. I don't appreciate this. <laughs> uh, let's just okay, okay. That's it. Let's talk about what the movie does right, and it's some things. I'll tell you. 
I didn't like this movie on the second viewing as much as I did on the first viewing. Good. Okay, what it does right is you're going to say you didn't like it as much. Yeah, wait, uh, that was that was preposterous. You vamped for two seconds. You you I threw it to not, yourself, vamped, let me and then finish my into- goddamn point. <laughs> Why'd you throw it to yourself? Because I have a... Oh, my God! Fucking you say something. That I'm so upset. You've upset me. It's unbelievable. I think one of the things the movie does first is atmosphere, right? Yep. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, first off, they they shoot on location wherever the hell this was. I didn't go through the motions to look it up. I can a mountain in, a moment, in Colombia. Yeah, they're clearly shooting in like the, the rainforests of South America. And... This like oppressive fog is c- sort of like a ninth character in the background of all of these scenes or whatever. I don't know how many of them there are because it's <laughs> because it's hard to keep track of. It's like the, it's it's a the thing. Scenario. It very much is a the thing type of situation. But the net. I mean, obviously, we can we can sit here and talk at length about shooting in the natural setting and how good that looks. But the things that I really liked about this movie actually was how they set up the atmosphere on like the internal locations specifically the lighting they never do any like night vision they never do any shooting during the daytime and applying a blue filter to make it look like night and the lighting they never do stage lighting as far as i can tell it's like very i mean maybe they do to a really small extent but the dark rooms are very dark and you can only see what the flashlight is looking at Mm-hmm. It right. does feel all very in media res lighting wise. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that creates, I mean, the first 10 minutes of this movie, like I said, this was the first time I watched it. So I didn't really know what I was getting into. I just knew that Jake liked it. So the first 10 minutes of this movie were a fucking roller coaster when they're running up the hill and then they're trying to clear this bunker out and they can't find anybody. And there's like weird shit hanging from the walls and they stumble into that like closet that has all the stuff written on it. And it's dark and creepy. And then there's a lady in the wall, like that initial like opening well series of sequences like really set a very solid tone for the rest of the movie it's the movie's strongest point as far as i'm concerned mark you're absolutely right it's frenetic it's chaotic you don't know what's going on i'm i'm scared along with them they're they're trying to just get the medicine for the one guy who got his legs blown off like it's it's fantastic yeah i think the way that it blends the atmosphere is definitely the first bullet point that i had and what i like about it as someone who also likes war movies is that this is a good example and now i'm remembering mark why this was probably brought up i think we were mentioning like in dog soldiers episode or something like other war movies that we had seen this blends like the horrors of war elements with the characters figuring out that they're in a horror movie element really well as it builds that tension in the atmosphere once they get up there and notice that not is not nothing is right with where they are Uh, they're, and, they're dealing with some of the, like the real world horrors of war, like the the yeah. mines, and just yeah. trying to them assault yeah. this gorilla compound. Yes, but then when they get there, it's like, nope, that's not what you found. Oops. And the way those two things converge, I think, is really interesting because you're unsettled as a viewer of this squad of people who are, like you said, Jack, trying to like make sure this dude who got his leg blown off by a mine isn't going to die, and like they're in a shitty situation anyway because of what's going on around them. And then you have all of this other supernatural types, maybe supernatural type stuff creep its way in. And it's really interesting the way that it does that. And I think you're touching on it a little bit, too. One of the things that this movie does excellently as far as the psychological thriller aspect is it, the, the arc of it is people just generally dealing with the horrors of war yep. and then realizing they're in a horror movie. And then by the end, realizing they might not be in a horror movie. 
So obviously it's left very ambiguous as to whether or not this yeah. Muhair is a Bruja or not. But we like, you know, you can read it either way. They stumble upon this base as a fucking deserted wasteland that is surrounded by a trench full of dead bodies. Mm-hmm. So like seriously, some shit went down here. But also like the witch never actually does anything to any of these people. They all just kill themselves, basically kill each other, I guess I should say more accurately. Or themselves. But, yeah. Yeah. So well, that's how they they find all the people in there, right? All those people killed themselves, right? And and ultimately, I think the the most literal reading of this movie is just like a what happens to humans when it's psychologically tense and they need a scapegoat and stuff like yeah. that. Like this is a movie about humans being shitty to each other, not yeah. necessarily about supernatural forces. Yep, exactly. But obviously, you can read. And it then the way. scapegoat is that supernatural thing for at least a, a big part of it. While they're again, they're kind of like scapegoating themselves within that. There's like circles of scapegoatism here but it's exactly right that's a really it makes for a tense watch i think that's going to hit certain people differently but for me it creates it creates an interesting like dichotomy between the characters right like a few of them think they're just normal a few of them think we're in a horror movie normally in a slasher or whatever everybody sees jason at the same time they're like oh fuck we're fucked oh my god what the fuck yeah but that doesn't really work when no one agrees whether or not there are actual supernatural forces at work Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's they're, they're playing with that really interestingly. Uh, the, the other thing, lost my train of thought. Uh, the, the other thing I think this does, fuck it, lost it twice. Somebody else talk. Oh my god, help. Jack, Jack, I'm gonna help you out here. So the first time you watched <laughs> this, you hated it, and the second time you watched it, you thought it was better for some reason. This is what you no watched in exactly originally? flip it and reverse it, Mark. Oh, it's Nurefleg and Riggin Fleb. Yep, nail it. <laughs> <laughs> the the first time I I thought this was way way better than I did the second time. The first time I was really taken aback by I think like we talked about the atmosphere and particularly in that how quiet the movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie there there's very 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 little dialogue and to go along with that there's very 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 little soundtrack outside of just kind like, of a uh, continuous hum of strings. There's a lot of string hum. In this yeah, movie, yeah, and and the the heavy piano towards the end is going to come up in a later section, okay. but okay. but for the most part, they do a great job, and the atmosphere really benefits by how quiet it is, and it's almost one of those movies where the the you almost like I I almost didn't need the subtitles because like the very few times people are speaking, I get what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, in this movie, there's a lot of like character background stuff I didn't think they needed, but this movie is very tense because of all of that, and I, I love that atmosphere, and it really grabbed me the first time I, I watched mm-hmm. it. Um, that, that atmosphere stuck with me, and it's it's not monochromatic, but they use color very it's carefully. very muted. Yeah. The, I had the root times- down as well. The color palette is bleak. Yeah, the times they allow any color outside of, like, beiges and light blues are very limited. Yeah. I mean, and even the blood is, like, barely, like, it's not just this bright red blood yeah. that you would expect. Yeah, it's, it's, not it's not arterial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 just everything is muddy in this movie. Everything. Yeah. I only had one other thing written down, which is that I actually, it's about, I mean, maybe one second of film, but... I thought the ending was incredible. <laughs> it's 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 such a good like freeze frame ending. Holy shit! Well, and it's unexpected for how the rest of the movie goes. I I think yeah. you could look at that like this is a good transition to middle actually. If we don't have anything else that we think it fits squarely and does right, the, the only other thing I had and does right, and this is another complicated one, but I think the acting 
from a relatively small it's it's hard to say when it's not your native tongue right but it feels good the the expressions on their face feel it looks like genuine fear yeah, well the cast like plays genuine, well off each other i think yeah i, I think yeah. I, yeah we aren't that works Spanish really speakers, i think a obviously. few of them I, a few of them put in really stellar performances um again it's it's super hard to to weigh because you just said it like we don't really speak the language but yeah. um fee i liked a lot um the guy who also goes by indio um i i thought he he's the guy who jack jack shrugging he's the guy who finds the uh the like the witchcraft and like all the oh, okay. he, he finds yeah. the whatever the storeroom the mess room initially he's the one who ends up in. tearing his own skin off with a knife yeah that guy <laughs> <laughs> has um, one notable feature about him yeah <laughs> i he he was the one who stood out to me as as uh putting in a pretty solid performance uh Despite the fact that he goes way over the top, it, stem, it seemed mostly muted for, for most of it, which is obviously something I like. The main bad guy, who's uh, Cortez, I believe, yeah. is the dude who Cortez. totally flips out. Yeah. He the seemed, he seemed corporal or something? I don't understand their military ranks. He seemed, real, he seemed to really go over the top with it, and I couldn't really tell you how believable the line delivery was, but I'll tell you, the physical acting was big. <laughs> yeah, it was big. <laughs> It was big. I don't know. I think we can Andy all kind of Circus agree on Andy Circus level big. How, no fucking way, dude. Okay, Mark. Okay. Get the fuck out of here with that. Andy Circus is a treasure, by the way. Okay, I'm getting back to the thing that you mentioned about the end of the movie, Mark, because I think we're cool. at the place where we can transition to middle. I agree with you. I think, like I said earlier, it's, it, it was unexpected for me, so it hit correctly. But that's not something that I would anticipate out of a film like this. That's what I think when I'm watching like a Blumhouse or something like that, like a th- more theater level run-of-the-mill horror movie and this is anything but run-of-the-mill uh this is a very uh, deep cut horror movie not something you recommend people who might not watch a lot of horror i would say so i was interested in the fact that it chose to go that way and i think the reason that it's i have it and does right but it's a good transition point is because of that but the other thing is that i think that the the woman who plays the witch or and like the way they had her done up i think she looks really creepy (laughs) The whole time, yeah. actually. Yeah, she looks gaunt. And, I mean, yeah. the thing what what came into mind as you were saying that is I think it's such an effective scare to end the movie because, A, you've completely forgotten that she's there because you haven't seen her in 45 minutes. But yeah. also, there's something, like, the mirror neurons in your brain get upset when someone just has a full-on scream in your face and you're not expecting it. And mm-hmm. it's not just like a scream, scream. Speaking of acting from, from yeah. something we were talking about <laughs> just a second ago, it's like a guttural, pained, yeah. anguished scream that's coming at you and it just cuts to black. Yeah. I I loved it. I, I thought it was a great way to end the movie. Yeah, I mean, it was the biggest scare of the whole thing and they did it right at the end so it punches hard. Um, yeah. I, that's why and I agree with you. And there was nothing interesting that had happened for like... I don't know. I don't know if I would agree with that, but I think that it certainly. I. I don't know. It was certainly a change, and I like that they they removed her as being a threat. They firmly went in the direction of like we are showing you our thesis for this movie is more along the lines of like how badly people will treat each other in situations like this when they can scapegoat something, and then they bring her back just to remind you that it's a horror movie, which is right. That was fantastic. It's on the cusp. It was. I I agree. Right middle. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing it does is you, by that point, at least my pendulum had swung deeply into this is just humans being shitty to yeah. each other. And that swings it slightly back toward, ah, this could just be ambiguous, maybe supernatural stuff. I think that that last scene is one of the best arguments the movie makes for itself as being, act- she's actually a witch. 
Which Even though she cool, really doesn't right? do anything. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. She's just present there as a force that is scary. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's your transition point. We can talk about a middle and proper now. If you oh, have any. You want to know what this movie does middle? Sure. Tell me. There are like six Elaborate. dudes in it, and I have eleven different names written down. <laughs> See, you're you're goading me into does wrong already. No, no well, I, I I don't really think this is necessarily what the movie does wrong, and it is Bro. also amplified by the fact that we don't a none of these characters they're all wearing the same like garb and hats and stuff so you don't really ever even yeah, see their faces yeah and the colors are all washed but, out and the so colors are no all washed color out indication either i'll i'll but, go with you but it, for the sake of keeping things within the context of the conversation we're having i'm gonna say that the reason it was wrong is one of those 11 names is literally just they're using a racial slur for one of the guys two of them two, oh my two, god two, 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 two. two of them indeed Indio, yes. Indio Fiquativa is just basically calling him an Indian. Yeah. Okay. So yes, they have correct. So two of them. So there you go. What does wrong is racism. I mean, back to middle. I said what it does wrong is racism, and now we'll come back to middle. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell who anyone is. But even even outside of those two, so even removing their two racist nicknames, I still have nine names written down for six people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they 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 throw names at you, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's mm-hmm. upsetting. It's and very the much put, the the thing syndrome. The other thing I'll put here in does middle is this movie spends a long time with specific character traits for a few of the characters. Like, I I've I've got issues with my brother. I've got a wife to get home to. Like they they make you oh, care. Yeah. They they lay it on, they lay it on thick with Ponce or whatever the hell his name is. Ponce, yeah. And th- yeah, and then they and and I appreciate that backstory and I think some of that is probably necessary to how much of a character focused movie this ended up being. But fuck, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have focused on the characters so much. I didn't dislike it. I mean, they lay it on thick, and that's probably they 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 use a little bit of a sledgehammer when they could have used a little bit more finesse. But I appreciate it. Uh, giving a few of the characters depth, I think, helps out. There's, I mean, part of the general friction between the squad and Fiquativa is that he's Incan and they're not. Mm-hmm. I, I think that comes through. Like they're very clearly giving him shit for being from sort of the the rural areas yeah. of. Is it Colombia? So I'm not sure what there uh, is Argentina, yeah. I think. Argentina was at the beginning of the movie. That that's a film board. This is Colombian. Okay. So but I, I mean that is something that literally drives like the characteristics of the squad yeah. there. So it's it's interesting, Mark, because it comes down to like showing rather than telling, right? Because I think that dynamic and that tension, you could with with a more deft touch, you would be able to pick up on that without a lot of scenes devoted directly to it. And this movie feels like it hammers on it a fair little bit like all the character stuff that's where it feels more like it's going the direction of that's what i would expect from like an actual war movie where you're developing those characters but here i agree they could have had a more like a lighter touch and just leaned a little bit more heavily into the fact that it is a horror movie but it's kind of one of those kind of like it's on the edge of genres it doesn't really have that squarely horror definition and i I'm ready to go to does wrong ba- based on that. Do we have any other? Uh, no, nah, middle was a middle? pretty light one for me. Let me make sure. I mean, for the record, wrong is also a pretty light one for me, which which might be the best way to transition into it. For a movie that I feel like is as interesting yeah. as this is, I wrote five bullet points down. I, I have almost no notes <laughs> that I wrote down during I, this movie. I don't think this movie does a whole lot wrong, but also this movie just sort of like, I, I had a hard time kind of, pinpointing things that this movie does 
Yeah. Okay. So since since we're here, I I can appreciate the character work they're trying to do. It doesn't belong in this movie. For what this movie ends up being, and this is like one of the biggest difference between my first viewing and my second viewing, I don't give a shit about any of their characters. I don't give a shit about their backstory. I don't give a shit about their motivations. You can you can show me that one character wants to one character doesn't care about a woman they find trapped in a wall and one character does, right? You could show me that through actions without having to worry about any backstory and I'll get the exact same vibe and this movie could have been like a half hour shorter. I The backstories on all of these characters is way too much and wildly uninteresting to me. And even insofar as they're using a sledgehammer to hit these points home, I still am a little unclear as to exactly what the, like prerequisite inciting incident was that caused friction in the squad in the first place that they cut like it's the opening segment of the movie and that they cut back to that it's, was Ponce killed a family because they were informing the gorillas of their yeah. presence or something but like it's it's that part to me doesn't seem like it's delivered well at all like I didn't it understand belong in the movie, anything frankly. about what happened yeah or I think just whose trying side to sh- anyone was on at that point or yeah what, I think they're just trying to show that from? like they've been in this shit for a while and they're afraid yeah, to begin with but they keep the fact that they go back to they have that flashback of him like walking around outside the house so like yes they they like slaughtered this family or more than a family it was maybe a whole village because they were informing the gorillas um that was done four, three, four times throughout the movie, and it didn't need to be. I mean, that's a good example of like how it's laying it on thick, and it does that over the course of fucking almost two hours. They could have, they could have cut. They could have cut. They could have cut a lot of film. I think they could have cut a lot of film and not lost the atmosphere, which is what we already mentioned. This movie does correctly. Like it would have actually, it would have been punchier. Yeah, and and Mark, kind of to to your point, like I think the best movies have backstories, have writing, have lore developed, but it doesn't all have to be on screen, right? That that's where editing comes into play. The fact that you've written it and it exists can come through without it being explicitly stated to you uh, while you're watching the movie. Right. I mean, sort of by definition, it has to be on screen. But I think what you're saying is it doesn't have to come to you via exposition. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be told. So no one has to have a monologue to the camera saying like, okay, so this guy, he doesn't really fit in with our squad, but we it, bring him along because he's a badass. But, but he's crazy. Even, you don't know what's going to happen. But it doesn't even all have to be on screen. And I, the the, the best example of this that uh, uh, a friend of ours who makes films uh, gave to me is the the difference between the original Ghostbusters and the 2016 Ghostbusters in terms of why one the lore behind the ghosts feels fun and feels like something in which you're interested in, and the other one just feels like they just threw a bunch of random shit on screen. And it's because Harold Ramis was a lunatic and wrote a thousand pages and shot uh, 10 hours on what all this shit is. And it was all cut the fuck out. But it feels kind of real and like lore in <laughs> which you're A 14 hour director's cut. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's, I think that's what I'm... like, ah, fucking ghosts. I think ah. that's what I'm getting at is sometimes you're shown the causes of certain things and sometimes you're shown the symptoms. And it's way more fucking interesting when you can see the symptoms. Yeah. That are, yeah. That are the outcomes of people spending long hours doing like world building exercises, writing stuff down, and right, seeing what exactly. the ramifications right. of what this world actually would be if it existed, instead of just saying like, "Yeah, there's whatever." You're a wizard, Ari. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you write the whole scene, not just what's going to be shown. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Alien is a great example that. of that. Like all the shit happening in the background with the Wayland Yutani universe is a great example of how that worked out. Yeah. And and so like that's yeah. Uh, something else this movie does wrong is I and this kind of dovetails into what we were just talking about, where there's a shocking comparison between lack of detail in some things and too much detail in others. But I still don't. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I don't really fully understand why they're there in the first place. They're assaulting an allied base. This guy's brother is there, but he's not a gorilla. He's just they're part not of assaulting. The they're not assaulting the base. Gorillas took this friendly base. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. They're so maybe, going so to was I just not back? paying attention for the first five minutes? No, it's confusing. I think okay. it, uh, it was only this viewing, the second viewing that I got that. Gotcha. Well, I think that there's there's guerrilla activity in the area. They received orders to go and take this base that is theirs. They don't really know or they didn't get enough detail on like what was coming. They have a really green guy in the lead who hasn't been with them. That's another piece of this whole thing. Um and it doesn't come up. They go. They get like halfway up the mountain, and they're told to like hold until they get more reinforcements. But there's because bridges the bridges being, have been It's like up. a whole fucking thing. It's a whole fucking thing. But basically, yes, they're taking back what was theirs. But you know. But then the diary, they, the journal they find doesn't say anything about gorillas that I remember. Correct. It only is about the it, witch. There was never gorilla. We just activity found a there. woman and we cut her tongue out. Cool. Good work. There was never gorilla activity there. There was her. That was it. Can you imagine finding a woman and electing, instead of just killing her, to cut her tongue out? That's the right move? I mean, well, not only cut her tongue out, but also cask of Amontillado her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going to brick her up behind a wall. Why wouldn't you just kill her? Um, Can't kill a witch, Jack. <laughs> Can't do it. Very small rocks. <laughs> you got to turn her into a newt. That is like a creepy... Just... Think about where they were, though. Like, if I was up there and there was just a woman there, that's like that. That's what this movie. I'm going back to what it does right. That's so fucking weird. I agree. That's this movie's strongest. That's quality. So weird. Yeah. yeah. Just general absurdism. It's not absurd. Like, I mean, I guess it is, but it's not absurd. I think. It, I mean, it's the it's the juxtaposition of something truly absurd yeah, with a very scary real world scenario. Yeah. Yes. It's not presented it, it's, in a way yeah, that you typically. It's using absurdism that. for drama instead of for comedy, and they do it very well. Yeah. For sure. Do it. I don't have any nitpicks. None? This isn't a nitpick. You don't movie. have any. Oh, like, I had a couple. You don't have any nitpicks with the soldiers and had their soldier activity? Like just full on long burst spraying into the mist? <laughs> I know I their nerves are frayed, man, but that guy is full on guggaing for like 10 seconds at a time. Yeah, he's, and he's it is Schwarzeneggering off yeah. into the mist. It is really more of a guh 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 than a brat brat type of thing. Yeah, you know? they're not they're not tight bursts. They are the longest of bursts. Yeah, and I'm yeah. It's uh from a, from a military like advisor standpoint, eh, maybe they should have gotten one for this movie. <laughs> Potentially, Potentially. Actually, I I don't have many nitpicks with the way in which they like portray soldiers. I don't have a ton of experience there however i do know that you're not supposed to shoot i don't know 700 bullets at a time i have i i have a nitpick with the military medicine side of this thing which is that a when they cut that guy's leg off i am 
pretty confident they did not tourniquet. They didn't, it. dude. They didn't. They, you <laughs> don't have to be oopsie. pretty confident they didn't. And they're like, oh, oh he no. died. Yeah, they did nothing. I, like, am, I am not an MD, but I'll give you a pro tip right now. If you're going to cut somebody's limb off, put a fucking tourniquet on that thing. Well, also, <laughs> that's the whole point of a tourniquet. Yeah. yeah. Also, they were like, that's his leg is literally thing. rotting. Like, if that was, if he was as far gone as he was, like, they cutting it off even if they had tourniqueted it probably wasn't going to matter at that point yeah they had to tourniquet it like an hour before they, that they should have fucking killed him early they should have just put him out of his misery they, they, there was no chance uh while we're talking medical stuff the guy ramos the medic i'm sure you knew his name was ramos because, no, yeah i'm like what yeah <laughs> nailed it yeah. yeah um he is going way too fast on on the respirator bag mask thingamajig yeah they have the bag mask that you do for oh and he's like uh Ventilations, yeah. You put it over their mouth and you pump it. He <laughs> is doing like he's going style. like he's doing CPR. It's like I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's like a hundred BPM of just like I'm gonna hyperventilate the shit out of this guy. And to uh, to her credit, my my lovely wife, who is a medical professional, was watching this with me and saw that immediately and was just like, nope, no, no, nope, 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 don't do that. That's bad. You're gonna kill him. He uh, did. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want. When somebody isn't breathing, you want to make them hyperventilate. Really, really. Yeah, their exactly. Blood. You got to force that <laughs> oxygen fucking in there. Okay, as fast as you can. The last thing I had written down, which is this, might be the new record for the longest series of intro cards for a movie that I've ever seen. It's bordering on the Family Guy joke about not knowing when the movie is actually starting for half of this. Literally. The movie starts two minutes into the movie because there are that many production cards. Oh, after yeah, yeah, <laughs> of different film boards and the and the graphics company and the casting studio and all this stuff. I mean, there's usually like three or four, and it's fine. This one had, I think, twelve. I and, I don't know that Family Guy joke, but I also th- this felt long, but not. I didn't even enter my head for the longest we've seen. Uh well yeah it's it's the longest that I can come up with at the top of my head. It's uh-huh. something that I'm cognizant of specifically because of that Family Guy joke. And there were a few times where I was like, okay, we're starting now, and then it just kicked up a new card, and I was like, damn it, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And mean, then the Argentinian yeah. flag is waving. I'm like, oh okay, cool, <laughs> cool, <laughs> that's great. I did the only the only thought that crossed my mind this time was there was one that I distinctly remember had some like CG thunder and I was like I don't remember the movie starting like that and then it was another yeah. production company I was like oh. I think that was the one that threw me a little bit yeah. yeah 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 for sure so I guess it hit me too this time if that was your last note and Jack had his shortest list of nitpicks that he has ever had then I which guess which was none but I you also Mark also blew the whistle without consulting me because I had one last thing it does wrong oh my god dude what? boomerang the music dude oh yeah oh, you did yeah, say you, you were gonna come back to, to that okay cool it's 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 really good and understated throughout the whole film until like the last half hour of the movie when they're just like, what if we just turn the piano up by two hundred percent and they can just play ominous chords for the well, last mo- half yeah. hour of this movie? This movie just and it's like, sits what, on what that. What the fuck changed? What what the fuck? It was weird and creepy, and now it's just intrusive and the orphanage i i kind of well no okay no <laughs> minus the whimsy Jimmy. yeah there was no yeah, whimsy no in whimsy this. Yeah, yeah there was no whimsy in but this it's as intrusive i the only part of this take that i disagree with is that i think that it was doing the exact same thing for the first part of the movie it was just doing it with strings and then when it changed it to a piano it hit you maybe they, this Either movie, way, this movie was humming like all literal not literally but as close to literally as i can think of the whole time <laughs> <laughs> like I cannot recall a time that there wasn't a sting 
It was just like slow build hum, sting, <laughs> slow build hum, sting, back to that hum, sting. It was constant. It was constant. That That is a nitpick, though. That movie, yeah. After right. that, I really want to pivot into reviewing uh, like musical albums and just, just throw it to Jake. What? I just want you to review musical albums. Why? Which I'm, one in particular? What brought that to your mind? All of them. Just general. I just want his. Which I, one in particular? All of, all of the musical albums. Yeah, I want him to go through every single one of them. What about hey, that ratings. take made you want? What? Ratings. We're going to ratings. I wasn't even done. I wasn't. Unbelievable. You're not done? What else? What you is got? happening right now? I don't know, Mark. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! I, I, one, I do want to mention have one thing that I want to say, and you just you, you just shit all over it. Oh my god! That I, Jake should review musical albums. Yes. Thank you, Mark. I think that's a compliment. I'm not sure why you're giving it to me. Let me say that I don't know where else this will fit, so I'm just going to throw it in here. Jack, you mentioned that that you didn't like this as much the second viewing as you did the first, and I I feel similarly. However, I think that and the notes that I had around this were more related to like, this is the type of movie that with the benefit of having already seen it, like I know what kind of a mood I feel like I want to be in and to like throw it on. And I am nowhere near that mood given the current state of affairs, right? Like this movie that is long and slow burning and tense and is about humans being bad to each other. Given where we are right now, (laughs) <laughs> I was not in the mood to watch that. Yeah. So I, I do want to say that I perhaps more than any other movie we've reviewed on the podcast, I, I knew going in, too, that like this had the potential to not hit me in the way that I wanted it to or that it did the first time when I, we were living in, frankly, a different world. So <laughs> I don't know where to put that. I don't know what to do with that information, but that's a real thing. Right, like that exists, and there are you're gonna be hit by movies differently given the like mental framework you're dealing with when you go into it, like how you're feeling. And I think that this one in particular didn't what's happening and how I'm feeling didn't lend itself well to my enjoyment of the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fair. Take that's that fair. as you will. For for me, the 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 difference for me, the the best one I can identify is the first time I was much more intrigued in the mystery of the plot that's going on. And now you don't have that. And yeah, and and so all I had this time to go on was the shit about the characters I didn't care about the first time yeah. and didn't care about this time. I mean, I think that um, I mean Mark's the tiebreaker. I mean, Mark can tell us it's his first viewing, but I I it is knowing but knowing what it is, yeah, it's it, not a tiebreaker. It's, it's, it marks you know what I mean? Mark Mark could tell us. Mark could tell us. I mean, us. It, it definitively is my first viewing. Yeah. Wait, what? Argument. No, I thought. Oh, he my said God. this is first the exact opposite. Oh my God! Wow, we're firing on all cylinders. We're firing on zero cylinders. Love how sloppy this is. <laughs> I, I honestly spent. I mean, I, whatever. We could. We could probably. This is a conversation that we should have over ratings. But I spent the majority of my creative energy watching this movie, trying to just figure out which character was which. Yeah. <laughs> For, that's fair. I, that's fair. I spent a disorder. Most literally fifty percent of my notes are keeping track of which person's name corresponds to which person's body. I feel like we know these well enough at this point to know that there's a movie. It's not really. You don't have to care. Hey, Mark. They use a pretty good racial slur to cover the black character. So one of those is solved. That w- it, in a sad it's, in a sad yeah, turn of events, that's the easiest sucks. one to keep track of. 
Yeah, yeah but then sucks. you still have to figure out what his actual name is, which is Reblado, I think. No, you don't. You you do, because they also just refer to him as that, like, hey, yeah, I'm going to go Yeah, but there was nothing consequential that happened like, as that a guy? result of knowing that name. Like, I can't remember Who's... there was, I don't know, whatever, fuck it. Yeah. You didn't know anyone's name. Oh, you quiz me, man. I got all of them. How no. many characters are in this movie? Well, there's because for me, don't it's look at your notes. Five and nine. Don't look at your notes. But what's why the would, Why did I take notes? I feel like I should but, be able to look at my notes. That's the whole reason. Five and nine. You. What's you, the you how many sold? What's the number of characters? So I'm pretty sure there's six plus the lady plus the guy who gets his land his his leg blown off. So there's eight. Eight I total. I like how Mark's like quiz me. I know all of me. He's like, why can't I look at my notes? It's like it's an open note this? test. Oh. <laughs> I I don't know why we Jake and neither Jake nor I were prepared to. There are ten on the credits you. of this movie. Ten people in credits. Mm. Mm. Ramos, Sargento, Teniente. Nope. Stop. Para, Let's go to ratings. Mujer, Fikitiva. Okay. okay. I mean, Mujer is just the lady. Yes. Well, you said you included yeah, her yeah, when yeah, you said eight. Yeah, I agree. I you agree. Had it wrong. Just saying. You had it wrong. We're going ratings. Ratings now. <laughs> I'm Mr. Bucket. Torture balls in my butt. I'm Mr. Bucket. Out of my mouth, I will pop. I'm Mr. Bucket. We're all gonna run. I'm Mr. Bucket. We over at Easy Horror use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Linny. Would rate how competent you are. You're what the French call les incompetents. And for 10, think about Kevin, who would rate the nutritiousness of the macaroni and cheese microwave dinner. Bless his highly nutritious microwave macaroni and cheese dinner. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. It wasn't Mark's pick. Story. <laughs> it, wasn't it wasn't his pick. pick. Why do you keep throwing to me first? Uh, so Jake, confusing. it was your pick. Right, the thing for oh Story. Oh my god, I was actually excited. I haven't been drinking at all. It's fine. It's Don't fine. worry about it. It's fine. I'm fine. I was actually excited that you're going to make Mark go first, because I'm kind of scared about where this is going to go i gave this a four for story like there that's low yeah it's low there's uh, okay yes it's low this i got through the plot synopsis like kind of trying to elongate it like this is a movie where not a ton actually happens and what does like we discussed is kind of a mess that you were wishing they had chopped and made a little bit more coherent and and snappy but what is interesting is the part of the story where they're trying to figure out what the fuck happened up there. That part's good, but it's a two-hour movie where not a lot really happens other than people are, like, descending into psychosis, which, notedly, we like. It's just that there's nothing else around it. Nothing. Interesting take. Um, Mark, I was going to go second, but somebody on Twitter recently accused me of putting myself in the middle because, as they said, I don't know what else to do. So, Mark, you're going second. <laughs> I'll go last. Well, I will be uh, happy to see you sandwich yourself between me and Jake because I also gave it a four, oh. and I really don't have much else to add to this conversation. And Jack thought it was an interesting take. <laughs> we have we have added, We have talked at length about how they're way overly – whatever the opposite of subtle is they're way overly ham-fisted with a lot of the details and then also very sparing with kind of the other important ones that seem to be the motivating factors so the story itself seems to just sort of spin out of control and the movie i would say succeeds despite that that's interesting i gave it a seven for a story this the, as far as i'm concerned this is the movie's strongest point this um okay the, this, the, okay. the concept of Take the soldiers that, twitter user <laughs> yeah hey uh is and i'd name them if i could i'd call them the fuck out but i 
Yeah, no, don't remember. Uh, I the, the the movie's strongest point is its story. The the concept of these soldiers coming up on this base and having maybe a witch there, maybe just going crazy. Like the 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 idea of this thing is its strongest selling point, and it's a really cool fucking idea. And I think they do a good job playing through the whole thing. It's certainly not without its faults. I agree with you guys there, but I'm giving it a seven because seven. I think it is a really strong concept. I guess that's, that's, that is, that's a good point. We, I, I frequently do consider story to count concept overall yeah. and it is a pretty strong concept. Yeah. That's a good point. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. You've I'm not, I'm not bit. changing might... my score because I think I know what's about to happen. <laughs> uh, we're going to, we're, we're going to do a flippy floppy on a world building and immersion in the second category. Jake, what is your world building and immersion? I gave score? it a seven and a half. Uh, this is a pretty, Uncanny. this is a pretty easy one for me to be immersed in. Like that was the main reason why it stuck with me. I, I, this is a slow burn horror. That's in a really interesting, unique and genuine feeling setting. I, I like Mark said, I mean, they shot this on location that helps with the immersion. I think you could probably pot that in a pro- like a different category, but it works really well here too. Everything that you just said, Jack, that concept, it comes to life very easily and it keeps me immersed. So the way they built that part of it, it exceeded in. And that's why I gave it a high score here, whereas I just didn't. So I think I think we're going to probably end up here in the middle. I don't know. Yeah, we, we did a flippy yeah, floppy yeah, thing yeah. there. Mark, what is your world-building immersion score? I didn't match him exactly, but I'm in the same neighborhood. I gave it a seven. This movie is wonderful to look at for the most part. I feel like they did a great job of creating the world that this base exists in, in the sense that like the thematic elements of the fog rolling in and like metaphorically encapsulating their thoughts and clouding their judgment and all that stuff is a great world building tactic. And beyond that, physically the base itself, I, I, I sort of, I mean, I, I don't think it's all connected in the way that I understand, but it felt, it felt connected in that way where you're like, yeah, you got to run through this trench. You got to like slide over these dead bodies and stuff in order to get to where they need to go. Oh, they're all running in one direction to go to the one outpost so they can see if they can see the woman as she's running off into the mist, that type of stuff. Like the world building aspect of this movie, I think worked exceptionally well. And immersion wise, the really only knock I could put against it was how, big some of the performances were that we already talked about but other than that i you know i think we've we've said this before it naturally it's quite immersive when you're watching um foreign movies that require like you to read <laughs> the <laughs> subtitles kind of just pull you in you can't pay attention to anything else because yeah if you do you don't know what's going on so all that stuff comes together to be a pretty high rating for me on this category yeah he, we we did do a flopski here it's a five for me on world building and immersion and this is this is the category that suffered the most between my first and second viewing because the first viewing I was so invested in what's going on but the second viewing I just was so acutely aware of how much I didn't give a shit about the backstory of any of the characters and then like I I don't really care about on a global level like what it's trying to tell me i i agree they build a very cool world i just wasn't particularly immersed in it here there there are wildly immersive scenes that are then broken up by other or or a larger frame narrative for lack of a better term that didn't didn't really work for me um on on this this repeat viewing so it's a five for me it's still good it's still they build a cool world and it is immersive it's just not better than that it's gonna take us into scare factor jake what is your scare factor score yeah i gave this a six um i'm not sure if that's gonna be preposterously high to you guys because not a ton happens here 
And I think that the atmosphere that we talked about really bleeds into this category. This does what I look for in horror. This is where my personal things come in. I, I like the slow burn element. I really enjoyed the part of this movie where they're trying to figure out what's going on and they don't know that they're in a horror movie or are they? And all of that ambiguity played really nicely mixed with the way in which it unfolded. Like we, Mark mentioned it, it was really dark and sometimes you could only see the flashlight. Like the wall is a super creepy thing and they break that down and you see the witch for the first time. Everything that that had going for it, though sparing when you look at the amount of time that that took up over the course of an almost two-hour movie, it hit hard and that's what stuck with me as I noticed from the first viewing to then this viewing. So I think that when I go back and look at all the movies we've reviewed, this is certainly belonging in the top half, at least for me. Mark, what about you? Yeah, I went a little bit lower. I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> to me, the only thing that was like actively scary about this movie was the opening sequence series of like sh- scenes where they're clearing the base itself and that sense of, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to be setting up here for a jump scare or if it's just going to be a spooky bunker, um, that type of disorientation, I think plays really well. Spooky bunker. Um, but outside of that, once it sort of plays its hand a little bit and it just becomes a psychological thrill ride set against a war backdrop with someone who may or may not be a witch. Uh, I mean, it's, it's fun. I enjoyed watching it, but it's not, it's not particularly scary. It's not something that's going to haunt me for a while. So, yeah, I, I was more on Jake's side than yours, Mark. I give it a six. I think this movie is pretty frightening. The the it has a lot of good psychological elements of the scary stuff I like to see in movies and the stuff that makes me feel like eh, if I was there I'd be very scared. And there's also a good amount of the war stuff on top of that. I don't have a whole lot to add here. It's it's a six for me. I think it is an above average scary movie. That's gonna take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake the thing that stands out most here is where they shot it. I mean, that's a character in and of itself, this mountaintop base that they take, which, great choice. I think it's very unique, considering all the movies we've watched. I can't think of anything else that feels quite like this movie. So that, this I guess, sets uh, really stands out and is ultimately going to tilt this up for me. Outside of that, I think they don't really do anything wrong. Like, there's a lot going on here from a costuming standpoint as well. I had some minor issues with the constant hum of the, I guess, the the music or the score in this one. But ultimately, it didn't super pull me out. So, pretty good on the whole. I gave this a 7. Yeah, Mark. <clears throat> same Same boat. I, I love how you wanted to go there too. I think we're all gonna yeah. Go to I he wanted seven, to go but, middle and he forced uh, himself. I gave it a seven. Nice. I gave it a seven. Oh, I gave it a seven as well, and I don't right. have that much to add. I did just look up they uh, where they shot, and it was Parque de los Novatos in Colombia. Okay. So, yeah, clearly a national park in Colombia. Um, yeah, I, I really have nothing else to add. Great costuming, good practical for the most part. Um, Blah. And there's go. good discretion, right? Like there's a sure. there's an you otherwise could, you could graphic throw scene. a lot of judicious lack thereof in this. And I actually think, yeah. to a certain extent, that plays in extremely well into that final shot that I did very much like. Yes, I agree. Like, and okay, I want to add a little more here because we did forget a few things. Like mentioned last scene, mentioned that the witch looks creep potential witch looks creepy. Uh, they do a lot in this where they're kind of like obscuring. They just 
intentionally make this person be out of focus despite the fact that like that's not really how the shot should work so that's like a choice but okay i think at the same time like scene where they're cutting the guy's leg off right you you don't see anything super graphic there uh you hear a lot like an, an extensive amount so i think that they chose they 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 chose the right things for probably what was a minuscule budget and that worked for them yeah you might call that judicious lack thereof yes I give it the exact same score. The only thing I want to note here, obviously, I give it the same score. Uh, the the only thing I want to note here is that I haven't ever seen fog look this good in a movie before. I would be inclined to believe that they just shot regular in fog. fog. Like it's yeah. they're probably at a mountaintop in a fucking it was probably pretty easy, and fog yeah. just rolls through pretty regularly. So that's why it looked good. But but like yeah, this movie made me realize that other fog shots in movies don't look this good. Okay. And you can't quite put your finger on why, right? But the, how real this looks made me question other movies with fog that I've seen. Um, Are you taking right? a shot at the fog? <laughs> I, absolutely. Or possibly the mist? <laughs> it, neither one gets it this right. Where, like, it is... I mean, they there both is, get it actively wrong, so cool. There is an element of wildly thick fog where shit disappears almost immediately when it's outside of your immediate yeah. field of vision. And this gets it so right. It feels right. And that's a really hard thing to do. Maybe they yeah. just shot in fog. They, they definitely, Props to them for that. They definitely did. Yeah. That, that scene where score. they're trying to like make out if the lady is running away from them, they're all like in the little like pillbox thing yeah. and they're looking out and it's like, is that her? Is she running away? Yeah. 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 How'd the fire look, Jack? What? I'm surprised you didn't mention the fire. There was one. It's fine. That no, it was no. Fine. What, there was one particular scene where it was not fine. But okay. The why you you mentioned? Because uh, I'm not the fire guy. You are notedly. Yeah, you're the fire guy. Fire guy. <laughs> Come on. I left it for you, and you botched it. <laughs> I don't it. like this development. You botched it. We're going to overall, Jake. What's your overall rating? You botched. You botched it, Jack. You botched it. I tilt up for me. Tilt up. I gave this a seven. That might be contentious, This, I, but it shouldn't be. I mean, this is a movie that I wanted to watch for a second time to make sure fit the type of movie that I tend to gravitate towards, and turns out it did. Uh, I didn't enjoy it as much this time, but like I mentioned with my little diatribe before we went to ratings, I, I don't think I wasn't in the mood to watch this knowing what it was. It's a good movie. Fair enough, Mark. I gave, it a, I gave it a six, one step down from Jake, so acknowledging that he gave it a tilt up because it's his... His My bag. Then, yeah, his bag. Uh, I, I'm fine with that. It is an above-average horror movie. I liked it. Uh, I don't know how frequently I'm ever going to want to go back to watching this one again, but it is specific and might just scratch an itch that comes back up here in a few years. Who knows? Yeah, I gave it a six as well, and this is a distinct downward tilt from my first viewing. Um it's not as good as I remembered. It's still good. It's still a movie worth watching, but it is not as good as I remembered. It's just um, a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> so I take it you give it a thumbs up. Which is going to take us into thumbs up, thumbs down. Luckily, I'm going last on that, Jake. Oh, my God. Really? You just said you'd recommend it. I would recommend Okay, thumbs up from me. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't watch this movie, especially because of how much I liked it on my first viewing, but even on my second yeah. viewing where I liked it distinctly less, it's still a good movie to watch, and it still has a lot of interesting things to say. It's too long, and it needs more editing, but it's a good movie. Jay? <clears throat> I give this a thumbs up knowing our audience, like it, especially those that have made it here, like you've already seen it, so f fucking duh, I guess, but at the same time... <laughs> this is more <laughs> this is more of a horror movie for people who watch a lot of horror movies like this is not entry level I, to me and almost I, any I respect. also 
think you wildly overestimate the number of our listeners that watch the movies before they listen to the episode. Well, that's on them, Jack. <laughs> Some of them just like to listen it, to in our any, what times. what about what about that changes the fucking duh part? So some of them are here just here for the Tom DeLong takes. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. We have plenty of I'm just of those. here so I don't get fined. Uh, anyway, whatever. It's a thumbs up from me, but it's a thumbs up with the acknowledgement that, that that would be more for your person who is seeking more deep cut style horror movies. That's it. Yeah, this segment has evolved into something that I don't know if I can fully wrap my head around. Obviously, basically every movie we review that is above average, we're going to say is recommendable. That's not true. Just recently, there was something that broke the mold, and I can't give you an example. <laughs> cool. Good. Good work. Awesome. But I'm going to give this one. I mean, Terrifier true. Is, a good, is a good example of that. Yes. I'm going to give this one a thumbs down. I think this is too thank specific you. to be just generally recommendable. I get that. I buy that. I respect the thumbs down. I, I understand there are situations where I could see myself recommending this new movie, but to the average listener, to the average horror fan, this one's gonna be hard. Kind of a kind of a difficult one to shoe in there if you're if you're just if someone comes to you like on Halloween, they're like, Hey, give me a good scary movie. The, the movie is this a is bit so of a so far from, from yeah. my, yeah. From yeah. my no, I I, I completely agree with that take, Mark. I yeah. I do. So I'm happy we basically covered both sides of it. I, it it's a good movie we all liked it you need to be deep to see it though cool put your balls in my mouth look <laughs> <laughs> how few references to what that's referring to just that don't mention it in the episode let people okay. suss it out let's get the fuck out Any, of here anyone who's <laughs> millennial age will have remembered that ad by now i had it spot on <laughs> i don't think i mean if they're anything like me they I won't remember, remember the ad the without remembering that, that thing f- is put yeah. your balls in my mouth i remember the I ad the and jingle, didn't though. know it's not like i'm just saying hey put your balls in my mouth it's like put your balls in my mouth Wait till the edit comes out, Jake. <laughs> you're gonna fix <laughs> He's that. He's gonna slow it down and punch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna, gonna make it. Like you're gonna Jake. make it sound ghastly. <laughs> it's gonna be horrifying. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we leaving? No, yeah, probably. Doing... It seems like. Oh no, my god! What episode is this? Oh shit! No, we have more picks, Jake. Oh We're yeah! Out of movies. Holy shit! Wow. Leave all of that in. All of this should stay in the episode. No, it's fine. It's def- Mark, we're at 125 minutes. It's definitely staying yeah, in. Yeah, it's a short episode, <laughs> dude. We 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 watched a, that that was the least notes we've ever had on a movie, so I guess I'm sorry. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a weird take. Balls in my all right, so we got a lot of, we we each got to pick some movies. We got some picks to do. We solicited picks from our $10 solicited Patreon tier. What do you want from me? That's what we did. That's the answer. Sure. Uh, I did that last night as we record this, so I don't think that's like quite enough time. So only two of those uh, tier patrons did it. So well, what I'm saying is if you're at that level and you want to tell us a movie to go review, you still have time to do that. We're Offer's not still by, open. By, exactly. By, by we'll doing this there. now, we're not telling you that you, you missed it because I did it too late. It's on me. Just tell um, us what you want. We'll fucking review it. It's fine. What you really, really want. So tell All me what you want, what you really, things. really want. Put your balls in my mouth. <laughs> Just mash it up with Mr. Bucket, you know? <laughs> That'd be such a weird mashup. You were listening to the mashups, Mark. It's Ooh. your fault. Ooh. Okay. Uh, either way, we have to... <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Cool. We're cool. out of movies cool. to Good review energy. right now. We got to pick some new ones. We're each going to pick, what, two movies, and then we got a couple of patron <laughs> picks. We're going to supplement that with more patron picks as they come in. Um, but who wants to start? Mark, you look uh, ready and raring to go. Do you want to start this thing? I'll go first. He's yeah, snapping. assuming we're going to do this in semi-chronological order, I'm going to pick one that is... Uh, I think a very appropriate sort of like mid-November autumnal pick. It's one that I think we, I'm sure we've all seen it and we all liked. And most importantly, it's out there free and easy to stream, which is wonderful. I am going to pick The Ritual on Netflix. Dude, this was no shit on my list. It's not, it wasn't, it didn't make my like final cut, but I'm so on board for this. Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. We, this is This movie is like tailor-made for us to, <laughs> to talk about it. So yeah, it's I'm been happy, it's, I'm happy yeah, it's been near the top of my list to bring up as a as a review movie for a and long I want to see it for a second time. I kind of just wanted to wait for it to be autumn to it's pick it. Be so a third or boom. fourth time for me. Yeah. Too many. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna not, watch Ballad of Buster's. I was just gonna make a joke about Buster's Scruggs. Pan shot. <laughs> Fuck off, my. I like pan. how Mark's. Mark, hold on, hold on. Time out. I have to appreciate for a second. Mark has not seen Buster's Scruggs. I'm still confident <laughs> of that, and he is referencing quotes from the movie. That's how many times Jack has seen it. <laughs> okay cool okay cool <laughs> accurate all of that is how have you not watched that goddamn movie mark i it's don't know unbelievable <laughs> you dude come on all right well well in mark's honor i'm picking a found footage movie here Ooh, i like my honor yeah it's a movie <laughs> from 2013 <laughs> This is a this is a movie uh, the title of which I think is technically an Eli Roth presents. Oh God! Is this Sam Raimi though? Uh, it's not Sam Raimi. Okay. Uh, it's Ty West. Okay. This okay. is the Sacrament from 2013. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. Okay. We haven't even like fucking talked Mark about this. movie. Did not react, so I assume you have not seen this movie, Mark. Is Sacrament the one about the cult? Yes. Yeah, okay. I know what one you're talking about, but I have not seen this. Oh, I'm so Fuck excited. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm so excited right. you haven't seen that. I've actually awesome. wanted to go back and watch that movie. Fuck yeah. Good. Very happy with my first pick. Jake, what about you? What you got? Yeah, I got to go. Sla- so my picks, full disclosure, we're picking two this time, and I already had two that in prior podcasts over the course of the last however long I'd said that I would pick, so there's zero ambiguity here if you're the eagle-eared listener. I'm going to try to mix it up because I'm assuming we're going in chronological order, like Mark said. So my first one, I'm going to go older. I said we would go back and watch Poltergeist because we have not done that on the podcast. So we're Fuck going yeah. To- oh Wait, my is that God, true? Yeah, we've done. We did this whole take, Jack. That's what it came from. <laughs> oh, shit. We did oh, this whole. Love- it took some time. <laughs> this movie absolutely slaps. <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, uh, as I am the factotor, we're talking OG Poltergeist. Yeah. Not the remake from four years ago. Goodness gracious, Mark. Just double checking, you know, crossing T's, dotting I's. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Super on board for that. All right. Well, in our first patron pick, we're going to pick from uh, Patreon member Leslie, who picked Urban Legend. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That one has been also on my list for a long time because this is one of those like unsung heroes of the slasher genre, and I... Yeah, nobody fucking talks about Urban Legend. No one talks about this movie. Holy shit. And I think Late there are 90s. three movies? Yeah. There are three different Urban Legends I want to venture. It's probably not enough. Uh, what, Bloody Mary and Final Cut, I think? 
I think, yeah, number th- second one is Final Cut, ironically, and then the third one, I think, is Bloody Mary. <laughs> I think that's accurate, yes. <laughs> None of them have numbers at all. No, they all have numbers. Well, they don't all have numbers, because Urban Legend 1 is just Urban Legend, but... No, no, I, do- I don't think it's Urban Legend 2 and Urban Legend 3. I think it's exactly. just Urban Legend's... Urban, or urban we should, okay, hold on. Put there's, a pin in it. We'll bring no it back up in four-ish okay. weeks when we get there. All right, all right, all right. Great well, pick, I'll, patron Leslie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next pick from a patron is coming from Jennifer, who gave us an alternate, and I made the selection here. What? Yeah. What do you mean? I hope a- you made this selection bearing in mind that one of the two things she gave us was one of the things that I told Jake to watch at the beginning of the year. Oh, fuck. Pick that one. I actually <laughs> picked the literal opposite one. Oh, okay. I, well, there were only two, so. I mean. She selected the beach house. Patreon it, so member Jennifer selected the beach house. We're going to watch clar- the beach house. Clarifying point, there's no the. Uh, the everything I'm seeing says the beach house. Pretty yes. beach house. The be- it says all the trailers and IMDb really? say the beach house. Fuck. So you can fuck yourself right in your well, goddamn dude, I mean, ass. So we're going to have to be careful on this one because I remember this being a sticking point when we were putting together HRR. There is also a movie called Beach House. There are two different, well, whatever. Oh. There are two different so parenthetical the beach houses that came out within a month of each other. Uh-oh, Jack. So, the beach's house. Either yeah. way, as long as Jake shoves that up his goddamn ass, I'm happy with it. Wow. Uh, okay. Quite impressive. rude, but you know. What Thank was the you. other one? What was the other one? Haunt. Oh, yeah. Which you still have to watch. Yeah. You still have to watch mine, too, so, you know. I'm pretty sure I watched no. that already. What? <laughs> no. I can't remember what you told me to watch. Starfish. I need to go back and listen to that four-hour Starfish. Starfish. Episode. Starfish. <laughs> it was Starfish. Oh, Starfish. Yeah. Okay, cool. I got oh. you. All right, let's take us into pick number two. Mark, what is your pick number two? Same boat as Jake, actually. I told the listener that I would pick this one, and I am actually very excited to go down this rabbit hole. I have I know nothing about this movie other than that it is animated, and I love this trend of picking things that I don't know what I'm getting myself into. We're going to watch Bird Boy, colon, The Forgotten Children. I'm pretty excited about this. Deep cut, dude. Deep that shit cut. looked bananas. <laughs> so. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is Basque, right? It is, yeah. yeah. Very it. excited to watch this. Very Checking that diversity box. Very excited to watch this. <laughs> so sort with of? my last I mean, pick, yeah. I had a couple of choices here, but I decided to go classic with it. Good. And look, we needed that. I Other know we haven't reviewed the original I mean, yeah. on this old. particular film. I'm hoping for uh, old one. We, we haven't. So, so I'm picking the second movie in a series. We haven't reviewed the original. Of course. But we have reviewed the one that most exemplifies the whole series to me. We're watching The Evil Dead 2. Okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah. It's a great movie. You don't movie. necessarily need to watch. Yeah. That's a nonsensical series. So it's fine. And the Evil Dead 2 is the one that, like, for me, is the Evil Dead, right? The original has a whole bunch of shit and bad effects and is fun to laugh at. But the Evil Dead 2 is all of the Evil Dead, is Bruce Campbell at his goddamned best, besides when he played Sam Axe for seven seasons of Bird Notice. Right. Thank um, you for clarifying that. <laughs> but that's what good, I'm picking. Good addendum. Jake, what is your yeah. next pick? So my second of two picks that I'd already tip my hand to when we recorded prior podcasts i don't even remember when this came up or why but i had it on my notes so i said i would pick it 
a dark song. This is going to happen on the podcast oh. now. All right. At some point, we talked about Splendid. this. Splendid. Hell yeah. So, yeah. There you go. I what, yeah. From what I year am excited is a dark to talk song? about this one too. Well, I think I think the reason they came up, we were probably talking about recent movies we liked. I don't know. It's one of my favorites of recent memory. So there you go. I mean, the, I, the we this one came back up recently because I feel like the director was in the October HRR or something like what? that. What? That might have been that it. That doesn't I, feel right. But also, the thing about good movies is you go back and reference them as good examples of stuff that yeah, was I, done Yeah, it was something and like that. that is another reason was, why a lot of these things come back up. Yeah, and then I was yearning, and then it happened. You were urinating? Y- yearning? Oh, sorry. Definitely not okay. urinating. Hey, Jake oh. can't do that anymore, Mark. Yeah, no, <laughs> not after issue. last time. It's He's been banned. Okay, <laughs> so two. I, I that was the end of it, yeah? That's the end of it, but we have a couple more patron picks coming in that are going to be coming in under the wire. Uh, I oh assume they'll get them to us. Oh my so god! We'll, my we'll sprinkle those broke. in too as surprises, and I'm sure we'll take a one to two week <laughs> break or so to also do maybe some Holidays. some holiday themed yeah. stuff as and, those and, roll and around. Patron uh, Larry's vote will get canceled, so he'll have to come up with a well, different one. It's going to be Milo and Otis, and then it's you're a goddamn go to like guarantee. A, it, well, and now when it hold isn't. on. If he picks Milo and Otis, I'm up to review that one. It's going to go to a. <laughs> it's going to go to a runoff, I think. <laughs> well, Jack, when you said we have called Patreon picks coming call. in, I was like, my brain has been on election for so long now because it feels like a month. But it's we've been got some mail-in ballots. Yeah, I was like going count. through the motions of like, oh, what's some this drop going to be from some, fucking yeah. Maricopa County? God damn it. Anyway. So, to recap, assuming the additional things that I just mentioned, we will go roughly in this order. The Ritual, The Sacrament, Poltergeist, Urban Legend, The Maybe Beach House, Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children, The Evil Dead 2, and A Dark Song. That's a That's solid a good crop. crop. Yeah. A good crop. That is a good crop. Pausing briefly there in the middle for some holiday fun and yeah. shenanigans there will be there <laughs> the will omnibus be. will be sprinkled in there too that'll be fun hey how are we gonna do that this year remotely <laughs> socially distant just like we have been doing all year yeah yikes i hate it let's get the fuck out of here yep let's leave this has been episode 203 of the a to z Horcast. to check out everything we have going on head on over to a to z whore.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels facebook twitter instagram we're on uh, what the hell is that one called? Reddit? Yep, that one. Every once Amino? in a while. Like once Jesus. a month, we're on Reddit. Horror Amino. <laughs> Horror Amino is, you know, that's a thing of the past. Uh, anyway, the links that are real are going to be down there in the description below. If you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member of ours. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, right now, any proceeds that are coming from Patreon are going to somewhere that it will most help. We've been putting that money towards feeding America for at least the last six months now. Times a flat circle. Gonna Proceeds is also wrong. It's 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 not. Pro- it's just what all the money we money. all the money we get from Patreon is going to fucking feeding America. Revenue. I think. Okay. It's revenue. To be clear, money. <laughs> money is going to <laughs> it's there. It's a one to one thing. I'm not yeah. smart enough to figure anything else out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The money you put in goes to Feeding America and is going to continue to. You'll get all the great perks and you'll know that that money's going to a good place and not our dumb asses, so that's a win fucking win. As always, the music's coming out from Super Bear. Their link's down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to start off with a new crop with the name of the movie that I already forgot, which was definitely a jet The Ritual. Or as Mark picked, never mind, it's The Ritual, and that's coming at you <laughs> next week. Christ. I'm I don't impressed know you remembered, frankly. Where? I, I, 
Whatever. It'll be there one week from now-ish. Ritual. Fine. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have a good week and get your buddies and watch horror movies and grab beers. Unbelievable. (laughs) Loose. Very loose. I am back. I'm back in the Scott world and my wife is going to divorce me.